This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. So Jonathan left way early, so he left his high and dry on. I'm better with this than I am with something for 360. We are digressing. We are. Welcome to another episode of Junior Motor Sports Upfront, presented by K1 Speed. I'm your host, Justin Allgaier, and today we have my crew chief, Jason Burdett, with us in the Exalta studio. Uh, glad to have you. This is this is kind of a, a cool moment for me. I, I, I get to have you in here in the, on the podcast. Yeah, you know, like, it's kind of funny. Jonathan does the show, right? And, right. And so he's a way better talker, I guess, than, than the rest <laughs> of us. Jonathan so does like to talk, yeah, yes. Yeah, you know, he's for sure full of information. So <laughs> he is. I'm going to do my best to try and keep up and, and, and do him proud as he's sweating, I'm sure, in Kentucky already. Yeah, so, so Jonathan had to go up early. The truck team went up there actually – uh, in Kentucky today, testing uh, for the new surface at, at Kentucky. So they're up there. Um, so Jonathan left way early, so he left us high and dry on this on this show today. So this is two weeks in a row now. Jonathan has missed two weeks in a row. So How can you have your own show and not come <laughs> for two weeks? I, I missed a week, and he he got jealous. I think. Oh, so he's so, so, so he he's took two weeks off. So he took two weeks off. off. That's yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> it's usually how it goes. Yeah. So yeah. I really don't want to talk about it. And I know you probably really don't want to talk about it, but but the elephant in the room <laughs> is Daytona. Uh, we finished second, and by all intents and purposes, that ought to be extremely pumped up and happy and proud and all those fun things. And uh, I'm still left with a gaping hole in my heart after <laughs> after Friday night's race. So, what are your what are your thoughts on on uh, on Daytona's finish? You know, from my perspective, <laughs> it's obviously different than yours. So you sit there the whole race, and you wait to hit something, spin out. You know, like you wait for something to happen. Well, we did that. That's, well, you do, or we did. <laughs> and and But it wasn't a real good one, you know. It was right. just kind of a baby shot there. But, um, you know, so the range of emotions for the end of a speedway race are crazy because at any point you know you can go from – fourth like we were on the restart to 20th in a matter of a straightaway right or it can work out and you can finish win finish second third whatever you just never really know but yeah it is crazy like you we, we sit there and we watch and we watch and we watch and we watch and you know we're all like push 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 you know and <laughs> don't don't pull out don't <laughs> like because you're you're almost thinking oh just finish second like Let's just get out of here with a second. But then when the ending comes up the way it does, you're right. It it just leaves you kind of like, no, no, that's <laughs> that's wrong. Literally, that's literally one tenth of a second, one way, and we win the race, mm. and the other way we lose and we lost. So well, y- you know, and even twenty feet before that, or a hundred feet, you're ahead of him. You're behind him. You're ahead of him. Like. Going through three and four, like when I rewatch the the the, the show or rewatch the race, you yeah. know, you you sit there and you're like, oh, we're ahead right here, <laughs> you know, oh, maybe a little behind. Oh, ahead. My wife finally told me to stop watching it. She said, <laughs> "You're just gonna do nothing but make yourself more and more angry." She's like, "Just stop watching it. It we wasn't meant to be." We were doing the same thing where so they tell us where to go post race to pick up drivers. And so we're all standing there, and 
it was the same thing. PR reps would be like, oh, Justin has it. And then it'd show another view and they'd be like, I don't know about it. <laughs> and then the next shot, they'd be like, no, 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 he has it. And so it was like, your hopes are up and then right back down. Yeah. So our truck driver, Matt, I love Matt to death. He's like the sweetest, nicest guy ever. And he was loading up stuff in the trailer. And they, I, you guys must have come on the radio and like, hey, I think we got it or something like that. Or well, TJ said TJ, it. TJ, yeah. yeah. He, you know, TJ, you could have finished fifth, and in his <laughs> world, we would have won. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, I'm telling you, I'm looking at it right here. We won. <laughs> but clearly you're fifth. He was looking at the start-finish line. But, you know, um, so he says that. And so Trucker Matt is, like, climbing around, l- unloading stuff so he can get the Victory Lane bag, Aww. which has got all of our hats and everything. And then he takes off headed for Victory Lane. Now, in Daytona, it was miserable hot, right. humid. Terrible. And and so he's, you know, trying to get to victory lane, sweating like no other, right? So he's almost there, and he gets passed by the 43 guy with his victory lane bag. Oh, God. And I told Matt, I said, hey, if you'd have gotten to victory lane first, maybe they'd have given it to us. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't seem the humor in that like I did. Um, but it is what it is, yeah. and we're not going to change it. Um, no, we tried. We tried. We <laughs> right. we exhausted all options. options. We tried. Uh, we night, tried yeah. Friday night. We tried Saturday afternoon. It was uh, wasn't meant to be. But I will say, in in NASCAR's defense, as much as we don't like the finish, um, you know they they explain some of their procedures and protocols, and and I'm hopeful that through all of this, there will be some things that come up that maybe change the way they do things um you know that there's every one thing about it is with our sport every time something happens they're constantly learning from it and trying to trying to make their 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 procedures better so i'm hopeful that this will help with a procedural change that will put it more in the favor of what what we saw on friday night but at the same time i do understand the thought press on a process and a lot of the stuff that they did yeah, you know, there's a lot of different ways to look at that, right? Like, if somebody is really hurt on the back stretch, you would want you would want the safety teams to be able to get there, even if it's ten seconds faster. You know, right. um, you can understand completely. No, especially the reason. Uh, you know, if it's me back there, right. And I'm hurt. I want I want medical safety as soon yep. as they can get it to me. So. Yeah, exactly. So. Yes, well, it's not the outcome we wanted for sure, and you know, I'll just let them race back to the line. Who knows even what happens if we race back to the line at that I point? I will say this: it would have made me feel much better if the caution would have come out immediately. So then I knew I was in second. Like, there's no ifs and buts. Yeah, it's I am completely 100% yeah. tucked in line behind Eric. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, the worst part is this is two, right? Like this is two. Caution. This is the second caution one that, yeah. that is. There's two speedway races in a row that we had to wait to see where we finished, right? Like, or Now, here's something I'm going to tell you, though. I'm not a great speedway racer, right? <laughs> and, and we have finished second twice in a row on a speedway. And we were running really good at Daytona in the spring, and I got side-drafted off and went from, like, 5th to 12th on the last, like, literally going on the back straightaway. Um, but I feel like, I feel like that's okay. Like, I feel like, you know, well, you know, before we left for Talladega, Dave Ellens and I were, we were talking about, so last year, I think we took 
I think we raced 11 cars in the three speedways, right? Between uh, the three full-time teams and then the, the five car ran, I think, twice. I think they ran both Daytonas. With so Casey. you ran 11 cars between those those I, races? Yeah, I think that was right. It was either 10 or 11. And when it was all said and done, we figured it out. We had, I think, two of that 10 or 11 cars rolling. When, or, you know, in one piece when we came home. <laughs> like, I think we finished, or Dale Jr. finished uh, the first Daytona race, like 10th or something. And then we finished Talladega in like 10th or 9th or somewhere in that range. I believe Chase wrecked all three of them. We wrecked two of the three. And uh, the 88 wrecked and the five wrecked. Like, we tore everything up. So... This, this year's year, been pretty good. We've had, yeah. I think all of us have finished every race, every speedway race. The three of us have been capable, of, you know, of getting a good finish at the end of all of them. You know, obviously Elliot had trouble the other night running yeah. out of gas from the, that, that last caution, but you know he was right up there. Uh, Chase was up there, um, got shuffled out toward the end, yeah. and. Um, had a hard time recovering from that, but and we've won the other two speeder races, right? So it's really hard. To right, so. It's hard to to be totally disgruntled at the system, right? Because right. we've had a pretty good go of it. So yeah. What did you think of the the Sprint Cup Series race on Saturday night? Did you did you watch? I did. I did watch it. I, I mean, I thought our race was better. <laughs> I'm a bit biased, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, the races are good, right? They're yeah. speedway races. They're exciting. They're side-by-side. Side. They're two-wide, three-wide, four-wide at times. They're, man, they're everything you want them to be, I guess, you know, at the end. Um, and they had a couple big ones, right? Or they yeah. had the one big one for sure. Yeah, 22 cars. That's just crazy to me yeah. that you could take that many out in one shot. But yeah, it doesn't take much. No, no. That just goes to show... You know, when you watch some races on TV, how wide they look, right? Because you're running three or four wide. Um, but, man, like, Daytona's narrow, right? Like, it's <laughs> you, it's you don't realize how narrow Daytona is until somebody starts crashing in front of you. I right. mean, we had the crash that we got into a little bit on the back straightaway, and it's like, you run out of places to go now. Yeah. Like, it's not, oh, there's a little bit of room here, a little bit of room there. It's, yeah. you're out of room right now. You get two of them sideways, and that's... That's pretty it. Pretty much the yeah, whole track, the whole thing. right? So, mm. not much else to do but hit them. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which doesn't doesn't do very good for your night. Uh, also, too, in Daytona, Chevy, we got to unveil the new uh, Camaro. Uh, pretty awesome. I don't know if you saw it. I did. Person. Well, I saw the pictures. I didn't yeah. see it in person. Though, um, super sleek looking. It's uh, it, it it looks just like the new sixth generation. Camaro SS mm -hmm. that you could buy on the on the street and you know that's one of the things that's really cool about the Sprint Cup series and the Xfinity series you know we've we've transitioned more from you know a a standard looking um kind of non-shapely car I mean they're very shapely but nothing like a street car to something that has the body lines and the yeah. the the you know the 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 true look of 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 a of a production car and I think from the manufacturer standpoint they really like that. I know Chevy does especially in this new Camaro. I mean, even though there's not a lot of change from the old Camaro, you know, we're we're talking about just kind of the upper grill and the 
the hood area, but it definitely has a has a better look, and it was cool. So glad they in included us into that, and and uh, definitely excited about getting one of those in here and getting it prepped up for next year. Yeah, you know, it'll be inter it'll be fun to see what rules you know package we end up with for next year going into Daytona in February. So that with the new the new Camaro and the new new rules package, whatever that might be, it, you know, should be very exciting. Yeah, I world. agree. Speaking of new, we are going to Kentucky today. We're actually leaving this afternoon. Uh, I mean, this place has always been one of those racetracks that, you know, they fought for a NASCAR Series race. They ended up with a um, Xfinity and Truck Series race. Uh, got a Sprint Cup Series race in 2013. Does that sound right? 2014? 2013, I think. 2013. It might have been, yeah, 12 or 13. Yep. Okay, 2012, 2013. Um, it <laughs> very rarely do you find a racetrack that repaves and actually changes something, and Kentucky has done that. Uh, Kentucky elected to do the repave on the mile-and-a-half speedway due to years of wear and drainage, which if you've ever been to Kentucky, uh, how many hours have you sat at Kentucky waiting for reapers to yeah. stop? You know, for years, like you were saying, they waited to get a race. So all those years that they waited to get a race, you know, cup testing was open. So, I mean, the hours that people have spent there. I, in the early 2000s, like there was, I worked at uh, Robert Yates Racing. And there was, uh, we actually talked about, and Robert talked about building a a shop there. That's crazy to me. And just leaving two cars and three or four people and testing there every week. Like we were, because that was the, you know, you didn't, there's just not, wasn't very many mile and a half tracks that were just accessible to you any day of the week yep. to go test, you and know. And without a, without a Sprint Cup Series race. Right. It, it was, was open. It was open. It was the only one. And, and, you know, you couldn't just go test Chicago because it was on the schedule. You know, so you it, w it would use up a one of your allotted tests at that time, whatever it was, four or five. So you could go to Kentucky every week with no. And people wonder why they have testing restrictions oh, in right. place. Yeah, <laughs> like we used to. Yeah, it was uh, we we were gonna go there a lot, but or we, we did go there a lot. Yeah, a lot of teams went there a lot, and it obviously didn't have quite as many jumps then as it did. The last couple of years at the start-finish line, especially, and a couple other places. But it was uh, – Kentucky's a lot of fun. You know, it's a good track. It'll be interesting to see. It always had character with the bumps and the, all that stuff. That's one thing about old tracks is they do have some character and they have little things, and, and it makes it interesting, you know, for a driver and a, and a team-wise to, to – set your car up or yeah, kind of match the surface yeah match up to the surface and work around this and the bumps and that um now i've heard that that kentucky um they actually went to some of their other racetracks that have had time and wear on them and they measured the grip level there's like a a force meter that they can i guess measure the grip level and they they measured it and they kind of modeled the new surface off of one of the old surfaces, which I well really they aged it. Yeah, right? they, they aged they, it. They they put lime or 
something on the asphalt to, that supposedly aged. Okay, but how does that work? I mean, does the surface now run out in five years and not 20 years? I don't know how that... Well, I don't think the surface runs out, right? Like, I think the only reason they repaved it this time wasn't the surface as much as the asphalt, right? Yeah. It was the bump. It was the... Com everybody w really complained about how rough it was. I, I actually debated last year in the Sprint Cup Series race going to a sporting goods store and buying a mouthpiece the night before the race. Like, I was literally to that point... I'm like, I'm not sure if I can race with a mouthpiece. Oh you know, I'm Lord. I tend to talk fast and mumble on the radio anyways. So can you imagine <laughs> my right. voice on the radio with a mouthpiece in? I mean, I, I don't even know if you would be able to hear me. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was literally getting that bad. I mean, you, you there were points where if you got out and you were trying to pass somebody and you got offline into one of the areas that, that was really bad, there was a spot coming off of four if you were down a little bit that I swear to you that all four wheels were off the ground for a, a, a pretty good period of time. Like, yeah. you literally were launching off of a, you know, motocross double. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, wasn't pretty. I think last year we had sat there for a rain delay, I think. I think that's what it was. And we got on track. Lap, we went green. Half a lap later, we were in the wall. We were done, and we we just sat there and I sat on pit. That, yeah. sat, we all, all the all the crew guys changed, and they were just sitting there because we had to, you know, we couldn't go board a plane yet. It wasn't even there, and they sat and they they all the crew guys were sitting in the lounge eating ice cream, watching it on TV, and they all came out to pit road at one point. And they're like, "Man, this is really cool watching it, you know, on TV, eating ice cream, just sitting in the uh. holler." And I was <laughs> like, "Really? That's <laughs> that's not okay." Yeah. Yeah, that you know that that never fails though. If 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 it rains or something mm -hmm. like that, and you waited and waited and waited, like you never want to be the first guy. Or like you remember Bristol in the Sprint Cup Series race where Keselowski and Logano wrecked when the the rain it started raining, yeah. like they wrecked, and then we sat there and they raced it that night. But they had to literally sit there and yeah. wait for. Yeah, I think everybody's been a part of that, right? Where you wrecked early in a race or got damaged, where you're not yeah. competitive anymore, and then it rains. And you're like, oh, you're like, oh. <laughs> if we have to spend the night, another night, you know, to come back tomorrow and finish this thing with no fender, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you go, can we can we hit the reset button? Yeah. Just come back tomorrow and, and everybody yeah. everybody unload their backup car. <laughs> right. We'll go. We'll try again. Well, yeah. uh, 14 Cup guys were able to um, basically go there and test. NASCAR, had a, a NASCAR and Goodyear had a test up there a couple weeks ago. A uh, lot of mixed reviews. Yeah. Uh, a lot of lack of grip to start with, but but I feel like by the end of the test, the reviews were different. You know, we the first day, everybody's not really sure what to think. The cars aren't really set up for the racetrack. The tires maybe aren't matched. You know, at that point, you're you're not guessing. You know, Goodyear Goodyear <laughs> has a has a better system than guessing. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you're going to bring a lot of options because you know we have so many racetracks that are the same yet. The tire composition is totally different. You know, yeah. you, you never know what you're going to run. So, you know, they brought a bunch of different tires, and I'm sure those guys were running all kinds of different stuff. Now, I did hear that they have this, like, um, I don't know, groove groove maker now. They've got this thing that they're dragging tires behind oh, yeah. the, the truck and, and putting rubber down. Because yeah. that was a big deal at the test, is there was just literally no rubber down. 
I don't know how much that will help. Yeah. But but we'll see. Yeah. If it does. You know, it's like any other repave, I guess, right? Like it's always the same. When they repaved Michigan and we went back there, it was the same same theory and practice, right? Like that was a disaster that weekend because we practiced the whole time and then we got all done practicing and then they decided to change, change the, the tire. tire. So then we had to practice again. Oh, Lord. Um, that was terrible, by the way. You're right. I mean, terrible. That well, because it was like, I think Ambrose was like 206 miles an hour for qualifying or something, yeah, right? It was, it was it was absolutely crazy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I'll ask you this question that we have here on our, on our sheet. As a crew chief, how do you and your crew set up a car based on a track that has changed? Would you set it up any differently to start with than you did last year at Kentucky? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for us, the one good thing about a lot of this is Kansas is probably not a long ways or a lot different than what the new Kentucky will end up being, right? So we'll, we'll probably revert back to, hey, this is what we did at Kansas at different times because that's only um, like a two-year-old repave, right? So it's real smooth and you know new asphalt and all that good stuff so we'll we'll go we'll start somewhere in that ballpark and you know we have four practices tomorrow four yeah yeah four, yeah. four. Got, they have like a 16 hour day i know it's insane yeah yeah so the first one at 10 i think the first one's at 10 for 10. like an hour and a half 10 to 10 55 right yeah no 10 to 11 25 yeah the first one's hour and a half yeah and then 11 55 to no and then 1 to 1 55 4 to 4 55 and 7, 7 to 7 50 yeah. i must have looked at the wrong schedule but that's <laughs> the point i'm pretty good at being wrong <laughs> so yeah i mean really you're just gonna try to get to that 7 to 7 55 practice and yeah, our race doesn't even start until 8 30 i think so right so the the most relevant practice we'll have for sure will be that last one. We'll I did get that right. You, you got that one. Yeah. You got that <laughs> one. Yeah. Good job, Justin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that is on the <laughs> second page of the show sheet, though. Oh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I usually get the obvious ones. You know, the ones yeah. that, no, you're that good. have information in front of me. So you're good. You're the good. racetrack, for the fans that, that are listening that don't know, um, it not only got repaved with, with an aged surface, but they also uh, changed one and two. They increased the banking to um, 17 degrees from 14 degrees. Uh, the width of pit road exit lane has also been more than doubled from 14 feet to 30 feet. And the racing surface is now narrower, shrinking from 74 feet to 56 feet. Uh, the banking in turns three and four stayed the same. Now, uh, I will be the first to tell you that I am beyond excited that the, the access road, the, uh, the, you know, the pit access road got widened because the preferred lane at Kentucky is is kind of the bottom, right? And 14 feet sounds kind of wide until you try to run a car around that, and there's a there's a concrete barrier on your inside, and you're trying to get up to 200 miles an hour by the end of the the corner, and you have a 14 foot wide lane to to stay within. Yeah. So the fact that they've doubled that, huge props to Kentucky <laughs> for that one. Yeah. That's that's probably because. It, it it never fails when you're trying to come out on the racetrack. There's some idiot that instead of giving like you know five ten feet from the line, they're like, I have to hit the exact same line every lap. I'm gonna go all the way to the white line, and you're 
two feet apart apart from each other, and he's going 200 or 160 or 180, whatever it is, in the middle of the corner. Yeah. And you're running 40. Right. You know, so uh, huge props on that one. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be nice. I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, I mean, of all the stuff, that's that's it. That that's that's my that's, that's my go-to. Right. I mean, I do like banking. Uh, you know, adding the banking is good. However, three and four is still flat. Especially on corner entry, which is. We're hoping that that all goes away. You think? Yeah, you we think? were talking about that yesterday, actually. I hope it does, too. Because, I mean, so typically in the past, Kentucky 1 and 2 has kind of been no issue. You just get tight off of 2, usually. Or tight in the center, loose off of 2. But 3 and 4, it's always really loose into 3. Yeah. It, it's the the banking, the transition in the banking, mm-hmm. um, kind of all the things that you deal with there getting into turn 3. It's it's always loose into 3. And then you're always plowing the center. Well, that's you know. because you're not turning the wheel. Complains <laughs> about loose into three. So yeah, well, you give me what I want when I tell you I'm loose in. The, the problem is, is usually that that causes yeah. an adverse effect somewhere else. Yep, that's right. Oh, all right. Well, we're going to Indianapolis Motor Speedway in two weeks. Uh, Dale Jr. and the number 88 team are gearing up for the. Run for those famous uh, Exalta colors again for the Crown Royal 400. Uh, head over to ExaltaRacing.com to see the latest news and images from all the races where Dale Jr. is running his number 88 Exalta Chevrolet. Uh, typical Exalta paint scheme yep. for Indianapolis, which is which is good. I like yeah. the red and yellow. I do. Um, if yeah, <laughs> Bowman <laughs> had no idea that there was Exalta colors over his head, so we're all talking about the colors, and he kind of didn't get what we were talking about, I think. And then he's like... He didn't know oh. why we were staring at him. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's above my head. Uh, oh, great, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Bless him. So, good-looking race car. It, uh, it reminds me a lot of my car on TV. Like, when you look at our red car, our brand, brand professional agriculture car, it looks a lot like it. So, speaking of colors, our car this weekend... Yeah. Is not your typical colors. Nope. We have. No, nope. definitely not. <laughs> we ha- we have a crazy colored. Uh, we we have a sun sun sunset sunrise. I think depends on which side of the car you're looking at on the side. And we have clouds. And well, I mean, if it's no, east, you're east no, west, you're exactly you know, you're exactly correct. One side the sun's coming up. One side the sun's going down. Yep. Uh, visit MyrtleBeach.com. Uh, on the on the car as, as well as TaxLayer.com. So. Uh, cool weekend, you know. Obviously, Kentucky. A lot of the folks from the the Kentucky area, Ohio area, they're all heading over to to Myrtle Beach. We do too around here, but that's yeah. It 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 doesn't seem. I don't know. It seems weird that that it's the you know visit Myrtle Beach car would be at at Kentucky, but they've supported that track for a long time, right? Like they have. Yeah. So wasn't it if you won the race you got a trip yeah. to the whole team got a trip to Myrtle Beach or yeah, something. Last yeah, last year, right, they sponsored the, the and event. They, they are again in the fall. Yep. So our, okay, our first so. chase race is, is back in in Kentucky and they're on the they're the race entitlement sponsor then. And then they're our <laughs> race entitlement sponsor for for this week. Yeah. yeah. Do you think they're giving away another beach trip? I don't know if they are, but I'm willing to find out in Victory Lane. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. If they are I'm I'm willing to Perfect. Like if you've never been to Myrtle Beach it is, it's an awesome place to go. It is. It's so a lot of fun. We're we're constantly like, do we have enough time to go somewhere? Where do you want to go? Myrtle Beach. Okay. 
Like yeah. it just <laughs> makes sense. So yeah. yeah, we'll have to. Uh, it no no pressure or anything. No, but no, no. I mean, <laughs> you you I know your wife and kids would love to go to Myrtle Beach. Uh, my wife and daughter would love to go to Myrtle Beach. I know there's a couple guys on our race team that would be the same way. Yeah. So let's just win this weekend and be done with it. We'll be done. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you know. In the end of it all, we'll have a winning car. It's just a matter of <laughs> <laughs> whether the driver can do it or not. Whether or not. <laughs> Got yeah. it. Yeah. I mean no pressure. Yeah. I, I wondered, you know, having you on the show when that was gonna, uh, when well that I was gonna transpire. I mean, that's pretty much no brainer, right? <laughs> like Drivers gotta do it. Yeah. I don't. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay, so w- we're moving on to the next part of our show. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, have you have you done daring assumptions on our show yet? No, no, I've never been on the show. Well, so. you did it. You did it last year with with Regan, right? Yeah, but I'm not sure we did this. No, this is okay. just for this show this year. Okay, so daring assumptions. New. Yeah, it's all new. All new. So daring yes. assumptions. Uh, those of you listening that that already know, I'm sorry for going over the rules again. But uh, for those of you that haven't listened, this is this is the rules for daring assumptions. We pick a driver that would be a daring assumption as a possibility to win the race this weekend. Uh, but it cannot be a Junior Motorsports or Hendrick driver. So, uh, you know, it's it's none of our group right. and, and none of the uh, the Hendrick group. The other part of it, though, is is that it can't be an obvious choice. So it's got to be somebody that So, like that Kyle Busch? Yeah, not a choice. Not a choice. Not a choice. So you got to okay. you gotta kind of pick somebody that you feel like would be – maybe an underdog would be the – the right term for that person. So, so okay. we're gonna do that for the King haven't World got Cup one We haven't got one right though with an underdog. Hey, yet. so this is this is <laughs> awesome. So Jonathan Davis was, I mean, he was dead set every <laughs> week. He picked um, Daniel Suarez. Daniel Suarez right. every week. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. But every week he picked Daniel Suarez. He doesn't pick him at Michigan because we all wrote him so hard about <laughs> picking Daniel Suarez every week. He's like, fine, I'm gonna pick somebody else. He picks somebody else. Michigan rolls around. Yeah. Daniel wins. It was immediate. Like as soon as the checker flag fell, I was I got a text message from Jonathan Davis right then. And I'm he was sure like, it was. God, he was like, the week I don't pick him, I don't get points for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so do I, if I pick, does Jonathan get the points for my? Is that um, how that works? Technically, but once we decide what some what they get at the end of the season, we'll definitely include you in on that. Oh, okay. So, like, Bowman's had to pick before. Ryan Patton had to pick for him when he wasn't there. Yeah. I missed the I missed the week Patton was on our show. I, I gotcha. And I he stressed trying to pick. Yeah, he, he was really? sweating. Oh, yeah, he was sweating. He was, like, for sure he was going to pick a junior motorsports car and a Henry car. Like, he was – like, there was no – he had no thought of picking anybody else. <laughs> and then I threw that one at him. <laughs> so, so okay. Cayman World Truck Series, Xfinity Series, and Cup Series. Who you got? Who do I? Oh, I get to go for first. You need to go so first. You can play off of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> truck series. Let's see. An underdog to win the truck series race. I think I'm gonna go with um, Rico. Okay, that's kind of who I was gonna go with. But I'll, I'll since he's going with Rico, I'll go with Ben Rhodes. You know, that was the other one I was thinking. Because Ben's from Kentucky. Yeah, and Ben, he's been running really good lately. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. Really, honestly, the the whole Thor Sport organization has done a great job this year. Yeah. Um, especially with losing their shop, or part of their shop in a fire. Yeah. Having all the challenges that they've had. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, and and I I don't mean this in a bad way, but I feel like it's united them to be stronger. Even I mean, you look at it. Uh, was it Texas that Rico? Rico had, yeah, I mean, he just 
That's the only worry I have when I pick him. And <laughs> I don't know that you're going to be able to blaze the wall here at That's Kentucky okay. the first week. But hey, we'll see. If it's lacking grip and he can be a little sideways. Yeah, we might be all right. You'd be okay. Yeah. All right, how about the Xfinity Series? This one is the tough one for me because I feel like we're, we're, we're in it, submersed in it every week, and so it's hard to, hard to pick somebody. Yeah, this one is tough. You can't pick our cars, and you can't pick. I mean, I feel like Cole Custer would be a great pick if we could pick Junior Motorsports, but we can't. <laughs> Man, that one's tough. I don't know. I, you know, I, I would say that a good underdog to pick would, you know, you'd have to go with uh, maybe Ty Dillon. Okay, okay. that's a good one. And, and RCR has has kind of been good there in the past. Yeah, they, they yeah, yeah. So now, if you pick Eric Jones, I'm gonna call. No, I was. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm calling out like. <laughs> so he he was my choice is is Brandon Jones, but I feel like we're going on a team thing. Yeah, I wouldn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> they have been good, and and Brandon is, Brandon's one of those guys that, uh, a new surface could be, really good for him because I feel like he's, you know, you get into sometimes into a rhythm of. You're doing the same thing yeah. every year, and and he's not really had that. You know, this is this is his first go at it. So he's been there. He's run good in trucks there. Mm-hmm. He ran good when he ran the Xfinity Series car there with the old surface. So maybe maybe the new surface will be good for him. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Brandon Jones. How about the Sprint Cup Series? Sprint this Cup. one is a little harder because, you know, it's. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Larson. Okay. Yeah, Larson. That's a good one. Yeah. You know, this is where it's killing me right now because I feel like Casey or Chase would be a great underdog, but we can't pick him because of Hendrick Motorsports. Right. Nope. Um, I'm going to go with Blaney. Okay. There you go. Yeah, Blaney. Yeah. You know, the the, the Penske camp uh, slash Wood Brothers camp has is, is been good lately. They yep. won Daytona. Won they got Michigan, some momentum. Right. They won Michigan. So and Blaney's in the Xfinity race, too. He's in the the twenty two car. No, the twelve. They have the, the twelve. Oh, that's car. right. They have both cars this weekend, don't yep. they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he'll have more. Practice. So he actually might have been a good choice for the Xfinity Series race as well. Yeah, that would have been that would have been valuable information. Yeah, <laughs> you withheld information <laughs> on us. <laughs> I probably should have looked at an intro <laughs> or the real answer. Sorry. Well, um, if you're definitely watching this weekend, there's a lot of racing to 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 be watched. Uh, NASCAR Camping Oil Truck Series, buckle up your truck 225. I don't know about you, but that's going to be a hard one to say if you got to say that. <laughs> yeah, buckle up your truck. Buckle up your yeah. truck. How, what is buckle up? Oh, buckle up in your truck. I, I think it's probably um, the, probably the from like the highway safety. Yeah, yeah. yeah. buckle Just up like in how your they do truck in Dover. 225. That's July 7th at 8.30 p.m. on FS1. Uh, Cole will be in the number double zero, Haas Automation uh, Chevrolet. And then the Xfinity Series is the Allsco 300, July 8th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on NBC Sports Network. So that's going to be a, a good one to watch. Uh, the number one, Elliott Sadler, one main Chevrolet. Uh, number 88, Cole Custer in the Jack Links Beef Jerky Chevrolet, which that's a really cool-looking car. It is. It is a good-looking car. I'm hoping that there are samples. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm hoping there are, too. I'm a Jack Links guy. I'm, uh, not, I'm not on that car, but... It doesn't matter I if there's samples. We're gonna be yeah. we're gonna be carting <laughs> truckloads out of that truck. Um, and then myself, as we mentioned earlier, uh, number seven with the TexLayer.com, visit MyrtleBeach.com Chevrolet. So 
definitely going to be a fun weekend. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show with me. Even though I know it was kind of last minute, we didn't know Jonathan was going to be gone. And it's a it's a short week because of July 4th, which uh, I hope everybody out there had a great 4th and enjoyed the fireworks and the, you know, all that. But also, too, thanked a service, men or, thanked a service member, men or women, that uh, are out there in our military that, you know, are able to, uh, to keep our country free and able to go out and barbecue and drink yeah. beers and all that fun stuff. I, Monday night. I just happened to go outside nine o'clock, and it was it was crazy out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I guess I I've never I was trying to think about this. My wife and I about maybe the last time I was home on the fourth of July because you know you normally it's true if we're not racing on the fourth you usually stay maybe for a day or two after yep. and and just enjoy the the beach and all at Daytona but. Um, I hadn't been home in a long time on the 4th, and it was crazy. Yeah. Like, my neighborhood was... Yeah, the, the neighborhood behind they, me had a bunch of hoodlums. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they visited Myrtle Beach, because that's where you buy all the good stuff, right? <laughs> like, so, like, it was crazy. There was stuff going off everywhere in the distance in our neighborhood. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. It so was there good. was a tree. I live in an apartment complex, and a tree fell Saturday night. And knocked out power for like seven hours. So we, everybody was just sitting there, and it was very eerie. Like it's so so dark because obviously none of the lights worked. And I think that everyone just didn't save their fireworks for the Fourth of July, and everybody was just shooting them off that <laughs> night. Yeah. So I dealt with it Saturday night, and then we had something Sunday night that everybody had fireworks, and then the Fourth of July, and so it, they were shooting them off last night. And you know, it's funny we we stayed in in Daytona. Um, Basically until Sunday and, and drove home, you know, late Sunday. And so, uh, well, first of all, your color of your shirt is red today, and and I left Daytona <laughs> the same color as your <laughs> shirt. Uh, yeah. So I all I wanted to do on on the fourth was sleep. Like we got home late, we yeah. driven all day on the the on Sunday. We we went to the beach that all all day that morning and then drove home. And so you know we get home late and I just wanted to sleep and then. You know, it gets it gets to being like you know six seven o'clock, and now you've slept all day. You're kind of up and ready to go, do something. And so we leave and go get dinner, and it's literally like you can't drive down the street. There's smoke everywhere. People are lighting yeah. stuff off. You come home, and you know you you come in the house, and it's like the neighborhood behind us. I mean, they were just they had some good ones. Like, and yeah. I feel yeah. like at one point they might have gone astray a little bit and fired one off like on the ground like <laughs> one that was supposed yeah. to be way up in the air you know yeah. there was there were a few that you're like oh man this is i think the most impressive probably fireworks show i saw was the tony stewart periscope yes <laughs> i mean yep. that was probably the most that was impressive yep. <laughs> that was impressive. you know the fact that they all came back with 10 fingers, fingers and 10 toes. yeah yeah God. did you get to see it no i didn't oh, but i you can need hear to. Tony, Tony, it. Tony periscoped it. Keith Coons periscoped it. Yeah. Um, speaking of those two, Tony yesterday. So Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We're kind of deviating from topics here, but that's okay. Tony Stewart, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. They built him a dirt track right. in the infield to run midgets on, which he ended up getting in a car. He wasn't supposed to technically, like there wasn't anything pre-planned right. supposedly, but uh, <laughs> he ended yeah. up in a car and and made laps and. It was really cool. Like it wasn't, uh, you know, was it no no walls? It was kind of a yeah. Um, it was 
basically they just brought in dirt and kind of made an oval a little bit in turn three, right? And uh, it was pretty small, yeah. But it was still really cool to watch midgets in the infield of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and uh, I feel like I feel like that there's there's a there's a reason behind all of this. Like maybe <laughs> maybe there will be a dirt track in the Indianapolis. Well, Motor I read you know that they they. There was a talk, right? Like they they thought maybe they would uh, put make that track a little bit bigger, maybe a little bit different, but make it a little more permanent as well, and and run some some big midget races there, or you know try to get something going with that. They already do the quarter midget event, which is yeah, this weekend. Yeah, which is this weekend. Yeah, they got over. I think I uh, the last email I saw was over f they're getting closer right over 500 cars. Oh that's amazing. Right now, so. now, is Ethan running? No. no. No, not going up there. No. No, that you know they start park Thursday. They park tomorrow, right? So Ethan is your son. Fortunately, yeah. So, yeah. so uh your son races quarter midgets and mini outlaw carts. Yep. Uh I'm trying to think what his Twitter is. It's it's uh, Ethan Racing or Ethan Burdett Racing. Yeah, Ethan Burdett Racing. <laughs> yeah, so it's at Ethan Burdett. So if you want to follow a up and coming racer, right? That's very very good. Yeah, and six. Uh, he's, he's six. six. <laughs> he's he's all in. Yeah, yeah. He's doing a good job. He's getting better every week. We so definitely definitely enjoy going out and watching him run a mill bridge. And yeah, I got to make it out to the quarter midget racetrack. I grew up racing quarter midgets. And uh, we talk about it all the time, but I haven't been out there yet. So we've 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 discussed all the things that make the world go around on quarter minutes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> lots yeah. of days where if you see us conversing, it's usually not about. It's not about asphalt cars. racing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not about big cars usually. <laughs> but anyways, uh, thanks for everybody listening. As always, um, basically at Dirty Mo Radio. Or yep. is it? It's yeah, Dirty yeah, Dirty Mo Radio yep. at Dirty Mo Radio. At Kelsey Tuck. Yep. At J underscore Allgaier. Uh, at John Davis Inc. Yep. Because uh, he's incorporated. He's incorporated. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, tweet us your questions. Hashtag Jerem up front. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have you be a part of our show. As and always, thanks for listening. And if Jonathan can be on the show next week, we have a really big show. We do have a really big show. Like, we have Randall calling in from K1 Speed to tell everyone about what's happening at K1 Speed Concord. Hey, speaking yeah, of, this is we, awesome. need, we need to go battle it out. Yes. Yeah. I, I went by there last week and saw it. It is. It's a huge, huge building. building. It's huge. So he's going to call us, call in and talk to us. It's a little, he's over in California, so it's a little early for him to call in right now. Yeah. Um, and then we, we have a Twitter question for next week. We so do. try to get that on and you know, going to New Hampshire. Hey, you know what, though? If he doesn't want to show up, that's okay with me. Okay. Because that's gonna three weeks compared three to your weeks, one. Right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I might hold it over his head, but I'm not going to, you know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we should, I mean, he needs to, we need to give him crap for a little bit about it. <laughs> I mean, it's two weeks in a row. Jonathan always needs crap given to him. Yeah. 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 I'll have to go visit him this weekend. Yeah. I mean, how do you beg to get your own show and then. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had this issue last week or two weeks ago. They were in Gateway. I was literally like five miles from him. Right. And he didn't come see me. He didn't come watch me dirt race. Which is probably better because that was the worst night we've had all year. <laughs> uh, the worst? The worst. Really? 
Yeah. So we, Jonathan, just so you know, you did not come this week or last week. However, this is Jason's day off, and he came in. Yes. So. And I'm thinking about taking over the show. I don't think Jonathan needs to do this. Okay. Yeah. Look at so that. I mean. I mean, this is dedication. Right I will. Here. I will Where say this. I will say this about you today, is just knowing you the last six, eight months, whatever it's been since I've gotten <laughs> to know you. Um, you're not the most talkative person. Like you're pretty short and to the point. Like when you talk, right? I mean, <laughs> He's like, yeah, sure. I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, compared to Jonathan, that will, that well, will yeah. carry on yeah. a four-hour conversation sure. about a, uh, you know, and and so I I didn't know if you would even be interested in coming on the show. Like I just didn't know if that was your if that was your thing. And I'm I'm glad you came on because you did. You were a great you were a great co-host today. Yes. Well. I I feel like the the listeners need to learn something every once in a while. <laughs> you know, Jonathan just fills you full of, you know, Jonathan. So Jonathan. Not going to lie, when, when you texted me and said, Burdette's in, I was like, ah, but did he ask Burdette? So I, like, walked down, and I was like, so are you you really good with this? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm better with this than I am with something for 360. Yeah. Whenever <laughs> they ask, hey, can you do this for th- – no. Well, you guys called <laughs> no. You guys called your replacement in from Dover last year, right, on 360 and on the, the on podcast? Three, that yep. was 360. Okay. Yeah, I didn't feel like there was any danger calling that guy from Dover. So really? I went with that one. <laughs> but, the, you know, you, the any other time, you never know, right? Like you end up with a snake or something. It <laughs> Not good. No. Not no. good. No, they – Jaron 360 definitely – Test the bounds of yeah what the human body. I mean, can Megan and I were fighting two weeks ago, so that we have bruises from. <laughs> hey, so I saw like just looking at the outtakes, I'm like, wow, you hit the wall really hard, and I'm like, yeah, that wasn't planned. That wasn't <laughs> <laughs> I kept going right. back and forth. I was like, was that my? Did I throw it? Like, no, you had to have hit it that hard yourself. So you were team purple, right? Or were you team? No, teal? I was. I was on the winner. That yeah, team. we were teal. teal. This one right here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause I saw I saw yeah. you in the video from the from the the shop where they had the right. t-shirts on. Yeah, I had to do the bat thing first right out of the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it wasn't it. good. That well, was my first time playing flip cup. I will say I, that. Mine too. That's <laughs> why I didn't need the bat right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like I just that that was not good. But we still, you know, we we. Could. I mean, I practice. I'm not gonna lie. I practiced like in the hauler at Michigan when I knew we were ha- gonna have to do that. I, during practice, I was in the holler. You know, I was still listening and doing and tweeting and everything, but I was practicing. I've never played flip cup, so I guess I probably need to. Yeah, I'm really good. Try now. It out. That's a good game. We're really good. Oh, we are digressing. We are. <sighs> but that's it for this week. Well We're gonna go guys. to Kentucky. Go to Kentucky. Have some fun. Yep. Let's go win a race. Let's do it. All yeah. Right. Hey everyone, this is Ron LaMasters, and coming up on this week's Historically Speaking, we talk about the greatest off-track fights in NASCAR. Tune in this Friday, and thanks everyone for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. You've been listening to Junior Motorsports Upfront, brought to you by K1 Speed. To find a K1 Speed karting facility near you, go to k1speed.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 